0: Hello. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? Lovely to see you. Good evening. How are you? Yes, indeed. It's uh, Junior Funners. It's another episode of Junior Funners. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, what can you say? It's uh, It's been, uh, we've had a, uh, you know, a bit of a heat wave uh, in the last couple of weeks. And it's been, uh, it's been tough. But we've, uh, we've got, Back to it, down in the podcast minds, um, hard at work for you listeners, because we know that you can't, uh, can't get by without it, can't stay cool without, uh, without, a, <laughs> without a podcast, because ultimately what's cooler than that, you know? Um, so yeah, it's Junior Funners, the podcast about Arsenal, the only podcast about Arsenal, um, which is a football team. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's done by me, I'm Ollie, and then it's also done by uh, Lawrence there.
1: Hello Ollie, and a big hello to you listeners.
0: Mm. Yes, welcome in. Welcome in. Yes. There's plenty of room. Sit down. Um Yeah, and we uh yeah, we we talk about Arsenal and that and uh talk about some other stuff maybe as well, but uh, for the moment we uh we kick off with our we kick off that's a <laughs> that's a footballing uh, uh, yeah. a, a term. <laughs> um, it won't Try not to, uh, trying to get too technical, try not to get too, uh, you know, too, too, too inside uh, for you know for our non-footballing fan uh, listeners. But uh, yeah, to, to kick off means to start the match uh, traditionally by uh, making the first kick of the ball in the centre circle on the halfway line, uh, and that indicates that the uh, the match has begun. So uh, we're going to do the podcast equivalent of that right now with our first segment: Arsenal news. And um, yeah, we've, I suppose we should start with, before we get into the various um, transfer rumors and gossip, we should start with the main pieces of actual concrete news, uh, probably the most significant of which is that um, we got the Willian deal over the line. He's uh, Willian is now a Gunner yeah. officially, All right. um, after a, a few weeks of speculation. Yeah, um, three-year deal. Um, he's just turned 32, but I, I'm happy with that. I think it's a decent piece of business.
1: Yep. Uh, I think he is going to be. Is he going to be the most, second highest paid now, or is, from what I gather, something up that he's going to be at uh, least in the top three?
0: Um, that's a good question, actually. I don't know, because presumably, I mean, Obama Aubameyang, Yang's announcement of his new deal is seemingly imminent. He, he tweeted uh, yesterday. Uh, well, we're recording this on the Monday. Tweeted on Sunday. Um, a uh, just a emoji of a uh, hourglass. Yeah. So everybody's taken that to uh, mean that you know an announcement is, is imminent. Um, so I would imagine that he will probably be at the top in terms of the uh, earners at Arsenal. Um, and then it'll be if we can't if we can't unload Özil, uh, then he'll unfortunately still be up there. And then yeah, then maybe it's Willian after that. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, Probably will be, yeah.
1: Well, uh, there's transfer rumours, and then there's uh, members of our board who have been uh, let go. Uh, crazy weekend, another crazy weekend at Arsenal. Uh, mm. I can't even pronounce his name. Raul Soleni? Soleni?
0: S- Soleni? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, the, uh, the head of head of football, or was he the director of football? He's, I there's, I there's two of them The guy that's replacing him I think he was the head of I think yeah. he was more in charge of
1: transfers <laughs> Yeah, I think he was more in charge of transfers Yeah And uh, Yeah uh, Supposedly he was let go Because he may have been like, Was it Overpaying agents or something like that And Arsenal have had to like Audit Their All the expenses in Nic- Nicolas Pepe deal mostly Because uh and supposedly he may have been yeah. overpaying agents or something like that i things going on behind if scenes. you can
0: <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing yeah. over, overpaying for nicholas pepe uh, if you can get your head around that um yeah i it, yeah it's sort of a, a continuation of sort of what we were talking about last week really the the weird um the weird situation at arsenal where uh everything seems to have gone like the, you know, the, the players seem to have done everything, uh, they had to do to keep everything rolling along as normal at the club. Um, and yet there's these big, you know, there's like the, the big, uh, round of redundancies that we talked about last week. And then, yeah, um, director of football, leaving and being replaced with the head of football or vice versa or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And then a big chunk of the uh, scouting network as well uh, being let go. It's uh, yeah, very, very weird. And then on top of that, you got um, our friend, Meza uh who we mentioned a moment ago um, coming out in an interview and saying that, uh, <laughs> first of all, saying that he, he won't, he won't leave he he refuses to leave uh, the club he, he won't leave uh, only he can decide if if he's going to go or not and he doesn't want to um and then the other thing was that he <laughs> uh made a, a very big deal out of the fact that he uh, was not the only player that refused to take a pay cut uh, for the the restart um and uh he uh, was annoyed that his name was the only one that came out in the press as having refused to do that um but it's i i don't know man it feels significant because he's the only one at the club making 350,000 a week so i you know if that guy's refusing to take a pay cut that feels like that's more of a story than any of the other players that might refuse to take the pay cut i don't know maybe i'm crazy but um yeah, once again, Mesut Özil endearing himself to the fans yet again.
1: It's like the thing is, no matter what he does or says, there's a big um, section of Arsenal, especially on uh, online, on social media, on Twitter mainly, who will stick by him no matter what and say how great he is, and will post clips from like 2015 of that one goal he may have done against like such so and so. Yeah, it's like, but but look, but look at this. Do you yeah. remember when he did that five years yeah. ago, compared to now, where he does doesn't play at all?
0: Yeah, it's against against like you know, yeah, and it, when he did this in like a, a like a match that didn't matter, you know, like it wasn't a big game, it wasn't like a moment that like got us to a cup final or won us anything. It was just like, oh yeah, remember that great goal he scored against fucking Swansea or whatever? Yeah. It's just like. Uh, yeah, man, but it's like, he, co- <laughs> he costs so much and s- he still costs us so much. Like the, that, the wage bill, like is taken up, the amount of the wage bill that's taken up by him alone is just staggering. Um, just not worth it. Like he's just not been worth the investment. It's, it, it's just such a bummer. And I just, uh, the, the fact that he's just sort of like crossing his arms and huffing and puffing and saying, I'm not going to go. Um, it's just like, oh, come on, man! You you got to, like you know. As as my good friend Kenny Rogers once said, you got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him. Exactly. And right now, he's got to fold him.
1: Yeah, he better get folded under that umbrella because uh, you know he's going to be under it for a long Ella, time. Ella. Yeah, he's going to be sitting there. With the, he's the new. Yeah. he's the new Wally with a brolly. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm amazed. I'm amazed there was no pictures or in the press saying Wally with the brolly. Uh, anyway, uh,
0: yeah, that thing from when was that? Was that was that was Steve McLaren, wasn't it? Yeah, had the, everyone made a big deal about him using an umbrella. In his defense, <laughs> like, it was just like twelve years ago or something.
1: In his defense, it was raining. I mean, Reza was just. Using an umbrella. Commons. I mean, yeah. What do you want from him? <laughs> yeah, it's like God. Give him, give him, give him a break, man. The guy can't. Uh, but
0: uh, yeah, can't get that gorgeous head of hair wet.
1: <laughs> some some have speculated, going back to um, the Raul he, that some potential transfers like Coutinho, like he was a big part. Poss- in that possible move for Coutinho and whether or not that still on is still a uh, question mark. Mm. Uh, there's also other rumors like H- Hussein Ouah uh, uh, Leon, is that his name? Ouah, mm. he's uh, a cra- th- yeah. creative midfielder, yeah. Leon, who's uh, showed a pretty good performance against Manchester City, knocking him out in the Champions League. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, pretty- I, I I feel like, you know, you're that's one of the big clubs, bigger clubs. My uh, club for him, you know, one of the big European clubs. I don't know. I can imagine. I don't know. I think he might be yeah. too far. I
0: think yeah, based on uh, too far, too far out of our league. Yeah,
1: basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, this also thing's gonna, every week's got to be something, and it's just same old people will defend it and. You know, yeah, it's it's getting uh, it's getting uh, pretty silly. Banter FC. I get worried that this whole thing with uh,
0: I mean, he did yeah
1: with Rouse with this Rouseley. would it mean like oh, Arsenal will get banned from Europe for uh, breaching financial fair play rules or something? I don't know if that's even <laughs> part of it. But
0: I mean, that, that would be pretty funny if we uh, we sort of just scrape through at the very last possible minute to get into Europe again for next season, uh, only to get banned for financial fair play breach. And because we don't have the infinite resources that Man City do, yeah. uh, the ban actually sticks and so we can't just, you know, we can't just appeal it into the into the sun.
1: It's either that or just going to be a basic transfer ban. Like we could still play in Europe, but just, I yeah, can't buy any players. For like five years, that'll be it. That'll be a nice yeah. five-year transfer ban. And then uh, everyone will be saying, uh, ser- yeah. "Serves them right. Serves them right. Justice has been served." Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Man City just looking on, going like, "For shame! You
1: broke the rules." Stop crying. That's a lot of what I see on a uh, football Twitter now. Is everyone, 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 exactly, everyone, yeah. everyone replies saying, uh, "Stop crying." You know, when uh, <laughs> it's a way of deflection. From any criticism, yeah,
0: That is yeah, sort of that um, that kind of little kid playground mentality that we've we've talked about before that a lot of football fans have, where it's just like, just the, <laughs> some of the thinnest skinned people in the world, um, are, are football fans, it really does not take much. It, it's it, it's yeah, stuff as simple as just like you're not coming to my birthday party, and yeah. you know, whatever the football equivalent of that is. Um, will be enough to uh, get like death threats from some people. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um,
1: well, Bernardo, excuse me, Bernardo Silver, the Manchester City midfielder. In case you don't know, who that is uh, Bernardo Silver had a, a brief outburst mm. after Manchester City's exit from the Champions League. It was something about Liverpool fans and saying, you know, get a get a partner, you know, find find a hobby. Basically, <laughs> stop sending me. Uh, abuse and things you
0: know. <laughs> uh yeah, that's uh yeah, I mean, you know, is he wrong, you know, like if we find some find yeah. something else to do, get some perspective, you know maybe maybe he's got a point that is funny though,
2: yeah, I mean
0: it's better than um Nasri's comeback, you know to when those fans were like making fun of him uh for Leaving Arsenal for City, and then he just said, "Yeah, well, I get paid a lot more now." It's just like, "Oh man, now everybody hates uh, you." Before it was just Arsenal fans, but now, now you've just you've just gone ahead and made sure everybody hates you. Yeah, dumb motherfucker, butt tooth ass dipshit, donkey from Shrek looking ass motherfucker.
1: Yeah, he's one of those uh, bad apples you get in football. I did. I remember the when we did the uh, Shithouse Eleven. Yeah, that was a potential choice, but if i was to make like a a revised update but um Mm. that's that was a a couple weeks ago now um
2: yeah
0: yeah i mean that i I don't know if he quite belongs in the shithouse 11 but there is something like uh just in terms of like just like i don't know like a drama 11 like all of that all of the Mm. stuff with like like off the pitch of like him um getting busted, cheating on his, uh, girlfriend and his girlfriend having his, uh, Twitter password or whatever it was. So he was tweeting from, she was tweeting from his Twitter account at the woman that he was, uh, having an affair with. Uh, and that but he was also tweeting from his Twitter account. So there's just this thread of like, there's this thread of like him and his girlfriend going back and forth about him cheating on her but it's all tweets from the same like Sammy and Nasri account it's really funny um so yeah that's that yeah I, I, again it's like probably it could get into the shithouse level, but I think that's he's in kind of a category all on his own I think
1: still the uh, Gabriel Gabriel Magali's saga still continues will he come will he come will he go to Napoli every- yeah I mean I was it's uh still up in the air we just i was just
0: there. looking on uh, on sky sports news before we started recording about you know the sort of most up-to-date transfer uh, rumors and gossip around arsenal Because it, it looked as though it looks as though last week that yeah gabriel yeah apparently that's that's not going to happen until we actually sell some players to like free up some funds apparently Um, Because that's going to be quite a pricey run, quite a pricey one from the looks of it. Um, So, yeah, that probably won't happen until it looks as though the most likely players to go are going to be Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, and uh, possibly Gwen. Well, Gwen would be, uh, I suppose, because he seems to have outstayed his welcome as far as Arteta's concerned. So, I think he might be off. Um, Or maybe one of those where he sends him out on loan for a season and maybe learns his lesson if he comes back and he's still acting a fool then uh, Arteta, you know, then he, then he sells him on permanently. But um, yeah, the Thomas party one looks like that's, that's going to probably be later in the window. If that's going to happen at all. Um, the Gabriel one last week, it looked as though he was off to Napoli because all the, all the news was about like Lillard accepted a bid from Napoli. Um, but it turns out that they've actually accepted, apparently they accepted three bids. um, one of which is from Napoli, one of which is from Arsenal and the other apparently is from Everton. So, um, Everton, gotta love them. One of those clubs like them and West Ham just always linked to every player, every transfer story. It's always just like, they're they're always linked somehow. They'll put in a bid for absolutely every player, even if there's no chance of them ever, ever signing them. Um, gotta love that. But, um, but yeah, so that could, that could still happen. um,
1: I mean Everton. Have,
0: yeah. And then
1: um Everton have been buying like lots of Barcelona rejects. I mean, after the uh eight two drubbing, maybe uh one or two more Barcelona players will be off to Everton. You know. They've already got what, Lucas Dean. Yeah,
0: Messi or Suarez yeah. going off to Everton.
1: Imagine Suarez at Everton. That would be uh L O L.
0: Suarez going to Everton in like the in the latter stages of his career is like not only would it be incredibly funny, but it's absolutely something I could see him doing like, just cause he's such a shithead, like, just, like, you know how much he meant to Liverpool fans and everything and like how important he was to that team at that time. And then, yeah, for him to go to Everton, um, just, you know, in like the, in like the last stages of his career would be incredibly funny. And I, it doesn't seem totally unlikely either. So yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty good. Um, but yeah, there's probably yeah, probably a few more, a few more players getting uh, shaken off of the uh, the Barcelona tree um, for, for you know for for other clubs now because um, that was that was pretty spectacular the uh, the two uh, demolishment by uh, by Bayern Munich. Um, it, it reminded me of the was it the World Cup in 2014 when Germany yeah. beat Brazil seven yeah. one, um, just an absolute bloodbath.
1: It's a shame there were no Barcelona fans in the crowd. That would have been great to like see them all just completely <laughs> in tears. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone just going, ah trying to
0: jump on the pitch and fight the players. Yeah. N-
1: now you know how it feels have that more than more than a club. Yeah. Exactly. Banter club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that yeah, that was pretty pretty sweet to watch as an Arsenal fan. I mean, because we've suffered heavy defeats at the hands of both of those clubs. Um, So to watch one of them get absolutely eaten alive by the other was, um, yeah, was, was pretty funny.
1: And, uh, um, yeah. There's a potential, what, Lacazette, Juventus. I mean, if we can get Aaron Ramsey back, I suppose there'll have to be certain sacrifices made. Because it, yeah, if he's not. <laughs> if he's not wanted at Juventus now that Pirlo's the manager, that's gonna be weird. Pirlo's a manager, uh, but if he's not wanted, then yeah,
0: Pirlo is apparently he is. He's planning like a big clear out, and I think Ramsey is is part of that. So it is, yeah. I mean, you you're right. We should kind of you know be like, uh, come back, man. I think so. But uh yeah, they are they are apparently looking at strikers to partner Cristiano Ronaldo. So they're looking at uh, a few a few players. Um apparently Ronaldo's first choice would be Jimenez uh, uh Wolves. Yeah. Which would be interesting. I suppose he wants um, like a proper playing for, for Juventus.
1: suppose he wants like a proper sort of target man who can he can just uh, live off of like headers
0: yeah hold the ball up for him yeah he
1: doesn't have to do all the work do you want to come Do you want to come be my uh be my lucky anyone want to come be my lucky
0: yeah yeah be my uh my wingman but not really um yeah do all all of the work with none of the benefits uh yeah so lacazette is uh yeah uh possibly um being looked at at Juventus for for a move there, but I don't
1: know. If we want, everyone's cry out for Aubameyang to just would, play I, solely up front. Even though I don't know if he has, if he has to be the sole front front, you know, centre forward. Like he would probably have to play like like a sort of like hold up play a bit more rather than, which is is better when he's on that left side cutting in, a lot of balls over the top. That's probably his best. But um, mm. if he has to play as the just the sole striker up front. He'd probably have to, you know, play more like a, you know, traditional centre forward.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's probably not. And that the, the times where he has had to play like that, it's uh, not always worked brilliantly. He does seem to have a pretty decent partnership with Lacazette. And, you know, they're like, they seem like good buddies and they, they get along, um, which is nice. I, I would prefer not to lose Lacazette, but. Uh, again, you know, if if the if it has to be, you know, if he has to go in order for us to, you know, get the funds to make purchases elsewhere in the team that we know we need to make, I mean, at this point, you know, Eddie and Ketty has sort of proved to be pretty solid um, up front with Aubameyang and Pepe the side of him, or you know, or, well, any any combination of our, our wingers, basically, you know. Saka and Martinelli or, you know, any of those guys. Um or yeah, Reese Nelson is another one. Um then so be it. I guess it's 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 a bummer. But I mean, you know, it's kind of a similar thing as when when Giroud, uh, left. It was it was sad, but it was like, I guess guess it's necessary. Um but yeah. Um and then yeah, I suppose the other transfer room is the, the the Coutinho thing where um he is Said, what do you say? Something about like uh, he doesn't want to make a decision till the Champions League is over. Yeah, um, but he apparently is interested in in coming to Arsenal. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that would be weird um, if he came to Arsenal, but meh. Uh, wouldn't? I think he's wouldn't kick him out of bed.
1: No, I'm just trying to think. Where would he play? I mean, he's not like super pacey, he's just, he's, you know, all the technical ability in in the world, but it's just like, if, we, yeah. if Willian is going to play like, I don't know whether Mikel Arteta wants to play him as more of a number 10 attacking mid, because if Pepe's going to be on the right, where would Willian play and where would Coutinho play? And then, you know.
0: It seems, yeah, it seems as though Willian is like, basically going to be doing what Ozil yeah. would have been doing um, it seems, yeah I think he, the, the plan is to have him through the middle um, so yeah I, I don't know yeah Coutinho mm-hmm. like, where would he where would he go um, yeah I don't know I don't know but uh, yeah uh, we will I mean that could uh, there's another one where it sounds like it could just be his agent um, just saying a bunch of shit in the press mm-hmm. to generate you know to try and get a bidding war between other clubs going you know, it's like, oh, we're talking to Arsenal. You better act fast.
1: And there's there's Wilfred Zaha going, what about me? Anybody? What about me? I, I'll come. I'll come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see the... Uh, that reminds me, actually. I've got to look up what clubs it was that he was linked with, because that is... Um,
1: I've heard, like...
0: <laughs> that's dark. it, yeah. Zaha wanted by... According Again, this is per Sky Sports News. Zaha wanted by PSG, Dortmund and Monaco, um, which... Uh, I I don't know, man. I, again, I feel like that's like that's Zaha's agent um, yeah. saying that you know you go to any of these clubs, you got you got to you got to get in quick and give us exactly what we want. Otherwise, he's off to a much bigger club.
1: I don't think he's that much of a tool to want to be at PSG. You know, PSG's chuckle block with uh, twats.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't think he's that kind of player
0: it's true. I mean it, Dortmund would be. It's not as though Zaha isn't a twat though. So
1: yeah, he has his yeah his moments, I guess. but I would prefer maybe Dortmund, but um. Anyway, or
0: if he wanted to come to us, I think yeah Dortmund would make sense given that if if they need a replacement for Sancho, which it doesn't look like they will, <laughs> um, yeah. then I guess yeah he'd he'd be a good choice for for that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I. Like I said last week, if he goes, if he goes somewhere, I doubt it's going to be anywhere. Uh, it's not. It's not going to be PSG or Dortmund. I think it'd be probably yeah, somewhere like somewhere Everton, in Turkey maybe. Where? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I think they they did bid for him last year, didn't they? So, yeah, Everton, West Ham, one of those teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those well, things the, now. It doesn't matter I, who we sign. The other there'll be all the criticism is just what about the people that you sacked and such and such and this? It'll be. It's going to stay stay for a long time, though. This, uh, yeah, it's going
0: to. I mean, yeah, it's 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 bullshit, and it is it's uh, you know I, I, I talked about it last week. It's like I can't. I'm not going to try and defend that because it is it's it's insane. It's it's awful. I, I don't think it, it's not right, and it shouldn't shouldn't be possible um, at this level of the game with the amount of money involved. So I really hope that they make that right and kind of walk, you know, do a U turn on that. Um, keep those people in their jobs because, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of gross watching, you know, these big money transfers going through. Uh, whilst, yeah, there's just people that are going to be out of work at a time when unemployment's going to be at like, a, you know, at like an all time high and stuff. It's just, in, you know, the economy is heading for yet another collapse. Got to love capitalism. We love the free market. It's um,
1: heading for the cause. Cool uh, yeah.
0: It's, uh, it looks like. It's uh, yeah, we are historically in what's known as the cool zone. Um, but yeah, yeah, another second, um, second recession within the last 20 years. Uh, pretty good, pretty good, uh, track record. Yeah, yeah. Um, way to go, capitalism. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, it, I can't, I'm not. it it, it's it kind of sucks being a a football fan sometimes because it's just like you have to the weird tribalism of it all means you have to kind of try and you're supposed to try and defend your club uh whenever people criticize them for anything and it's just that's stupid because sometimes they do bad stuff and it should be criticized so yeah fuck that man yeah and i hope those people do get their jobs back yeah I mean like not so much like Raoul's, you know, early because uh, he's probably gonna get uh, quite a big fat settlement. Yeah. Um, I would imagine. But uh yeah, all of the kind of all the other the the, the little people, all the people with, you know, uh for want of a better term, real jobs at the club. Um yeah, make sure that those those people are, are looked after. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um What other transfer stuff? I mean, uh, Emiliano Martinez apparently is being uh, looked at by, he reckons, 10 different clubs, um, which, uh, again, don't know if that's just his agent kind of trying to lean on Arsenal for a better contract, but I hope he doesn't go. Um, He's proven to be, you know... Pretty, i i mean we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had anywhere near the as, as good an end to the season uh without him so yeah we we need to keep him i think a lot of this transfer window is just going to be keeping players um uh we, you know we do need to strengthen and build in certain areas but you know signing uh Aubameyang to a new contract is gonna be that's almost like a you know a, 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 as good as signing a new player in and of itself and same with um Danny Ceballos, you know, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Apparently they're in advance talks with Real Madrid uh, to loan him for another year, uh, which is better than nothing. I would rather, you know, they just go all the way and sign him permanently because it, I mean, looks as though that's what all this is sort of building to. But whatever, yeah, if we get him for another season, that's great. Um, that's better than not having him at all. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes, that would be nice and good and uh, yeah I don't like we it,
1: love it I don't like it, it when it, uh, we, when good players are at big clubs and they don't get used and they just sit on the bench and they just come on like when the team's free 3 nil up or something or they're playing a, a lesser squad uh, lesser team and it's just it's just not not right they need to be at a club where they they're playing every every week and you know to, yeah. the, to full potential
0: it is a bummer when that happens
1: and uh, there's a problem
0: like, I think like
1: it's a problem when all these big clubs can like- just hoover up all the young talent and they just send them all out on loan to whoever and mm. I mean Arsenal kind of do that I guess yeah. to an extent but you know we're not made of money like Man City or Real Madrid or whoever
0: a little bit yeah
1: but um, it's uh,
0: I think yeah like Ross Barkley is kind of stuck in that zone at Chelsea yeah. isn't he like he's just he, every now and then it seems like he's going to establish himself in the team on a more regular basis and then it's just like I don't know now that Willian's gone maybe he will but it's just like you know now he's up against like Mason Mount and players like that to try and, and uh, Kante and stuff like that trying to like get establish himself in that midfield it's just like uh, no way he's only ever going to be coming on as a like you said as a sub when the game's already won or starting in cup matches and things like that like he, you know if he'd stayed at everton he could have been could have you know he could have been a legend you know he'd been club captain for like a decade or whatever i guess that's that's the dichotomy that a lot of those players face you know it's whether you want to stay the big fish in the little pond or try and move on to uh you know challenge yourself at the the next level sometimes it works and then other times uh yeah you just end up like ross barkley or or danny drinkwater hmm. um who is, is he? Is he still at? Did he go to Villa? Was yeah. Last, am I remembering that right? That was the last we heard of him.
1: Yeah. He was at Aston Villa. hardly. I don't think Man. he hardly played. don't know whether.
0: Yeah.
1: Wasn't he he's like suffering from, I don't know, or um, he was getting into like fights. He was going out and got into a fight or something like that. I, maybe it was last, late last year or at some point.
0: I think that was him. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, that that might have been because there was a few there was a few lads from that um, that Leicester team uh, that got involved in sort of uh, yeah, like nightclub uh, kerfuffles, shall we say? Um, yeah, I think Danny Danny Drink. And what was the other? Is Dan- it Danny Simpson? He was another one that uh, I think got caught having a fight uh, on a night out and. Um, yeah, yeah. What a what a what a scrappy bunch of lads. But um, yeah, Danny Drinkwater is is um, definitely. If you look at pictures of Danny Drinkwater now compared to like the season that Leicester won the league, um, he's almost like he's definitely had like hair plugs or some kind of hair weave done. He like his hairline looks completely different now to what it did like five years ago. He's had that like Wayne Rooney, um, Elton John operation where they just sew a wig to your head
1: need to look this up
0: Uh, yeah just get confirmation but yeah he's I I've noticed that like in the few appearances he's made on the pitch in recent seasons his hair looks very very different to how it did when he was at Leicester
1: yeah you can sort of see his hairline sort of been sort of slanted a bit um,
0: yeah it's mysteriously gotten his hairline's mysteriously gotten uh, lower and thicker. Um, you know, it, as it typically happens with, you know, men as they get older, you know, my hairline is, is almost down to my eyebrows now. Now I'm so old.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm having, I have this one strand of grey hair on the front now. Oh, God. Oh, God.
2: Ah. Uh,
0: you got to hope that develops into a streak. That'll look cool if you could just get, like, one silver yeah. streak uh, across the front of your, in your, in your sort of hair, sw- your emo hair swoop that you're, yeah. you're getting.
1: I want it, uh, it's not, I wish it was, it would stay, when I push it back, I wish it would stay quite qu- quaffed and it keeps flopping forward. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, you gotta, you got to get some product, man. That, that stuff mm. doesn't happen naturally. you gotta, You got to work at it. Yeah. I've got a volumizing mousse that I like, i sort of, settled on that a couple of years ago and that's, that's worked for me.
1: Mm. I need something that moisturizes it, keeps it from getting all horrible dry. It goes all like,
2: uh,
1: Mm. Afro-y kind of mushroom hair.
0: You just lean into that as well. You know, just get like a Art Garfunkel kind of, you know, big, (laughs) big ass Afro. Like
1: a Bob Ross hairstyle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the guy from LMFAO, just like big, big floppy afro. Um, In terms of other football news, I think we we touched on it briefly. That yeah, Man City out at the Champions League. They've they've uh, they've they goofed. They They goofed and spoofed. uh, This was supposed to be their year, their chance. Once again in the Champions League, yeah, they were supposed to. This was their year. They were supposed to win it. I think they were were pretty much down as favourites, weren't they? I think going into these these quarterfinals, I think it was. Probably between maybe them and yeah Barça. I, mean, I think for most people,
1: having previously um, knocked Madrid out, Real, Real Madrid out, um, you would have thought, "Ah, oh, this would be a doddle." Mm. With Leon, but Leon are one of these weird teams where yeah. they just seem to be uh, the the uh, one of those dark horse teams. Every now and then they have a, a
0: team. That, yeah, you can never count them out.
1: Yeah, it's, that's the thing with the French league. I think it's just like they got. Nothing to lose; they can just uh, have a team full of young players that got uh, mm. that want to play, and they just go out there and no pressure on them. All the pressure's on Man City, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: It's I mean it's pr- quite silly for yeah. uh, Guardiola um, to still keep playing a high line when every team just balls over the top, and every time Edison comes running off his line, <laughs> and then. Either knocks someone out, gets a red card, or yeah. they, you know, like at the, in that first goal, he came off his line and then the loose ball and then they got the goal. I was just, how is he? Yeah, he does is love he,
0: to run out, doesn't he? It? it doesn't take much.
1: How was he given like the golden glove just for the most clean sheets? I mean, if you see his performances, he's not the, that good a goal. I don't think anyway. I just think he may be good on the ball, one of these modern ball playing goalkeepers now. But he's just, yeah. he just keeps rushing out of his goal, like it reminds me of Almunia or someone like that, like just
0: yeah, it is like a sort of a <laughs> I don't know the golden glove sort it implies a certain level of reliability, but then, like you said, you look at some of Edison's performance and it's like reliability is absolutely not the word yeah um he's yeah he's a he's a he's a crazy guy he's a he's a yeah he's a wild card baby um. So, yeah, and it, I remember like, seeing a bunch of articles before that, um, that match as well, where it was like Man City, aren't, they're not missing Aguero and whatever. You know, they're, they're doing just fine without Aguero. It's just like, eh, yeah. it's like they could have done with a couple of quick goals in that match. Wonder, wonder who would have been the first choice in that City team to get those. Uh, probably doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I uh, don't need to worry about it. Reem Sterling um, just
1: hitting one over the bar six yards out. It's just, and it becomes immediate. A yeah. beam. Well, that's that's why Harry Kane didn't uh, pass in the ball. He was just, you know, didn't want to embarrass him because he knew he was going to hit it over the bar. But,
0: yeah, I think that. Yeah, maybe he thought. Maybe that, that Sterling thought he was playing for England in that yeah. moment, and that's why he just absolutely skied it.
1: It's just every it's it's they don't seem to learn. I don't. I don't it's like. You know, I like my football tactics. I like to read all the blogs and stuff, but it's just like the high line just seems the most stupid thing to play. especially like where players are like super pacey now. And it's just one simple boy over the top and you've uh, you've gone and shot yourself in the foot. And it's just, why play a high line? It's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, to, to, to persist with it there's some matches where it probably is appropriate, but like, yeah, it, to, to, yeah, to, to persist with it, to have it as like a first choice tactic, uh, seems naive really for a club of, for a club like city. It just seems, yeah. seems kind of weirdly, uh, green for yeah. them. Uh, yeah. So that's probably it. So, I mean, t- is how much longer do you think Pep has? I mean, is he going to, cause he seems to be getting increasingly um, frustrated. Is he going to quit or is he going to, is he going to wait for them to sack him?
1: Well, that's the thing. You always start to know when he's, he might leave when like rumors start coming about of who might replace him. If they, once they start seeing like mm. more persistent rumors of like next Man City manager,
2: like, uh, then it, but I don't know. I think, um, I don't know yeah I've, I've who would of, they get I
1: mean, I mean there's Max Allegri who was at your Ju- Juventus manager yeah. a bit i don't know or would they prefer to go for someone like Tim Sherwood you know go for some real real uh,
0: <laughs> fresh blood
1: yeah, you know, someone with a vision. Yeah, some
0: some hot new ideas.
1: I think I think Tim Sherwood. I think he's always high odds, a good odds. I, I, I'm not a betting person, so he's always on. He's always like two to one odds to be next manager of some big club out there. You know, they just never seem to pick him. I, I just it's a mystery to me.
0: Weirdly, yeah, yeah. It is funny that yeah, his name always comes up, and yet he hasn't. I, he hasn't managed for like at least a couple of seasons, has he? And I don't think he's he's like a. He's a pundit now, as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, I don't know what channel would it be like. You know, Quest TV? Do they have him on as pundit for the EFL (laughs) highlights?
0: Yeah, I, I think he pops up every now and then on uh, on BT because, like BT, do those things where they have like a million pundits. Um, So I think he pops up on those from time. Or they they have their their equivalent of like the Sky Sports. Soccer Saturday thing where they just have uh the worst, dumbest shitheads in football country you can imagine um reacting to matches in, in real time. You know, it'd be like Savage and Sutton and Genus and Michael Owen all just uh, sat on sat on armchairs watching matches on iPads, uh reacting to it and just spouting off the the dumbest, most just ugh, yeah, stupidest bullshit you can imagine. Um just to I don't know, just to try and get people to go on phone-ins to argue with them. Yeah. I guess seems to be the main motivation for that.
1: Like I had I had the joy Certainly in Chris Sutton's uh, I had the joy of listening to Chris Sutton because I couldn't remember the password for BT, so I could watch it I was like, I may as well listen to it on five live. And, uh, Oof. yeah, I, I had the joy of listening to Chris Sutton when, uh, I think when Nabry scored or something like that. Uh, he's, of course, every time Nabry does something, it's always, well, what Arsenal thinking, getting rid of him. It's like, hey, here we yeah. go. Every time.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, very stupid of us to have gotten rid of a player that, uh, I don't know 7 years after we got rid of him um his has yeah <laughs> scored a bunch of goals in the Champions League I I don't know I don't know why we would do that I don't know why we he would uh, he had played for at get least rid of a player three, that uh, would
1: he'd played for at least three... Oh, no. Bremen, Hoffenheim and then Bayern Munich so he'd been at least two other clubs before Bayern Munich it's not like he went straight to Bayern Munich anyway um yeah I'm amazed that no one brought up uh, Rene Adelaide, who He's a Leon player. He, uh, I think he got. Yeah, he was. He was, and I'm surprised no one had brought that up. Like, oh, another Arsenal player that uh, Arsenal let go. It just shows how rubbish they are. Blah 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 blah. Like,
2: hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like it, I think. Did we talk about this last week or the week before? It's like no one's talking about that with Chelsea. You know, in yeah. terms of like how the fact they had like. De Bruyne and Nathan Ake and Lukaku, Salah. Their, you know, like no one's, no one's, no one does that with them. No, no. Bit. Yeah. And Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does that with, with Chelsea, but yeah, for some reason with, when it comes to Arsenal, it's like, yeah, every, like every player that they let go when they were like 19, uh, that ended up becoming somewhat good. They're suddenly just like, yeah. Why do they let them go? How long yeah. will it be before you know we get uh, like you know some stupid pundit blast us for letting uh, Francis Coquelin go? You know that's that's gonna yeah. be the next one.
1: Well, he's joined um, ex boss Unai Emery at uh, Villarreal. He was at he was at Blencier, uh, Has he? he's joined uh, Emery at uh, Villarreal. Yeah, the Arsenal, the Arsenal connection. I don't. I,
0: and we wish them all the best.
1: Yeah, we, we really do. Great guys, great, great guys. Just, it just wasn't the right time, you know? <laughs> just, you know, you just, yeah, He didn't yeah. fit into the puzzle, you know? We had this puzzle and just didn't fit, you know? It sucks, but, uh, yeah, that's, I think
0: that's he, how it he, goes. He, he showed promise at first, but yeah, he was sort of maybe just a bit a bit too raw, a bit naive. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Emery, uh, just me. And- uh, I mean, we've talked. I know he, we talked I, till the cows came home and then went out again about uh Emery.
1: I know he looked like a vampire, but he didn't have to like suck the, you know, the club dry of spirit and <laughs> optimism. And suck the lifeblood. And, like, suck the soul out of Arsenal with his great yeah football. I mean, we
2: yeah, yeah. we
1: did score like seventy five goals in his first season, but you know that we
2: didn't. Uh, didn't. yeah
1: just, um, but uh, that's about it
0: i think yeah i I don't know. It's like he didn't have much of a plan beyond that first season or something like he just yeah. he, he was like, Okay, I know what I need to do to get through this first season, uh and it's this, this, and this, and then when the second season came around, he was just sort of like, uh, just gonna I don't know, what do I do of, now? Uh,
1: defensive midfielders maybe, and, and David Luiz. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Sell I'm just
0: going to, and, and I'm just to. never really, yeah, never going to settle on what the strongest starting eleven is. I'm just going to constantly tinker about with the system, um, whether it's working or not. I'm just going to fuck about with it. Um, no one's actually, no one's really going to have much idea of what their, what their roles are. Um, yeah
1: changing so, my uh, changing uh, good my luck formation. To keeping by uh, keeping my formation the same is the last thing the teams expect. You know, they they, they expect me to uh, keep chopping It's true. Yeah, the element of surprise. Yeah. Just just keep putting out the same crappy team of shit tactics. Uh, that's the last thing the uh, the uh, t- our opponents will uh, will expect of us. Uh yeah. Yeah.
0: Tactical element and, of surprise That's what football's all yeah. about. Stuart Pearce knew that. That's why he sent out uh, David James as a as a centre forward. Yeah, exactly. Nobody so, expected that.
1: He was doing like Brendan Rodgers stuff before Brendan Rodgers, you know, sticking a goalkeeper up front, uh, you know. Mid-
0: yeah.
1: Tactical innovation. <laughs> the false goalkeeper.
0: I it's just a fo- <laughs> the, false, the false one. The false one. It's, uh, yeah. That is, I, I still can't believe that happened. That happened in like a Premier League football match within our lifetimes. You know, that's like one of those things where it's like, you read it in like a football trivia book. It's like, oh, in 1942, uh, due to injuries, uh, uh, Luton had to send their goalkeeper to play up front as a striker. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it seems like it's from like a pre-World War Two era in football. But for, uh, th- this would have been like, what, 2000 and six, maybe Yeah. somewhere. Around, when yeah. Stuart Pierce was Man city manager. Um, maybe a little earlier than that, but yeah. And then the fact that he, yeah, they, it was getting near the end of the match and they needed a goal. So his plan was to send the tallest player on the bench to play up front. And the tallest player on the bench was, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Then England goalkeeper, David James, um, just, 4D chess. I mean, you can't. You there's no, there's no way we'll ever understand his thinking there, because um, it's just too advanced.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: I mean, that's what. I. I the, yeah. That's what a lot of football innovation nowadays is. Everything's a false this, false that. You know, you don't have a the traditional number nine. You have a false nine and. Uh, False winger and the false fallback and etc, cetera, etc, cetera, etc. False widow. And and uh, yeah. I get those in the conservatory, those false widow spiders. Kinda of scary looking, but
0: Yeah, that's scary when you find one of those. Yeah. When you when you find when you're not expecting to see one and you see one, you're like, Oh, what the fuck?
1: I had a jumping a big spider with the
0: brown markings on it.
1: I had a jumping spider in my room yesterday, that was Never seen a jumping, so didn't think we had those in this country. But we turns out we do.
0: Yeah,
1: spider watch. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. check. Your, yeah, check. Check yourself for bites. So make sure you're not. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, turn I'm into fine. some kind of uh, spidered spidered man.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want that. That would be because being a male spider, it's uh, not to not to start getting into gender politics, but uh, being a male spider, you know, <laughs> once they've uh, done the deed, they get eaten. You know, it's, it's, uh, well, I suppose they've, I suppose they've done their bit. I suppose it's fair. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, what else is there? Like it, it's not like they're the only ones that can build webs, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that concludes the, uh, the, the, the Jordan Peterson, uh, <laughs> segment of the podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, the male spider gets eaten uh, after it, uh. Where does he sound He's like,
0: like that? a He's got like brain damage, right? Isn't it? Because he was he was in like some like a medically induced coma or something. Like his his daughter basically kidnapped him, took him to Russia, and he was undergoing like experimental treatments for I think he he developed some kind of pill addiction. Yeah. And uh part of the treatment was to like <laughs> put him in like a medically induced coma for like thirty days and he woke up and he's got brain damage. Um So it's just like, yeah, his his daughter is just like slowly killing him. Like after, after convincing him to do this, like that weird, like all, uh, beef diet that they wrote a book about. Yeah. The cover of which is absolutely insane, by the way. It's like the two of that, like they're both in their like swimsuits, but they're clearly Photoshopped from different pictures. It's just insane. Um, but yeah, after she convinced him to like do that all meat diet, he, uh, yeah, he ended up having to, like, go on a bunch of meds for, uh, like, stomach problems he was having, and I think ang- he was, like, getting really bad, like, really severe like anxiety and stuff, and then I think his wife got ill. She was, like, diagnosed with cancer or something, and so his anxiety got a lot worse, so he went on, like, stronger meds, which he then got addicted to, um, and then, yeah, his daughter basically <laughs> just shoved him on a plane, took him to Russia, and uh, so put him in a coma, um. so yeah uh, but that's yeah uh, just you know again this is why you 4D don't, chess we'll never we'll never we'll never approach that level of thinking
1: this is why you just don't interact with these grifters online you just oh it upsets me so when yeah people get sucked into this and then you think it's oh oh have you heard this guy he's really like no don't stop it don't, don't do that.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all of those guys, like it, it's yeah. Who there was someone that did like a really stupid tweet where it was like, what, it, "Where is the left's version of Ben Shapiro or whatever?" It's just like, I, it's, <laughs> why would you want that? Like, what? <laughs> like, where, Yeah, where? Where is the like shameless grifter yeah. on the left? Like, why? Why? Why should? Why is that something anyone should aspire to? It's such a weird thing
1: i i could i could be that i could be the uh <laughs>
0: the uh oh yeah it'd be so easy i mean i mean there's so many of them i mean it's, yeah yeah it's, just it's you just be... quote
1: tweet um no you can't who's no i need to i need to be constantly quote tweeting somebody i mean he constantly is replying to uh alec alex acasio cortez i need who's
0: yeah a lot of those guys do like I, so many of those like uh far right Guys are yeah. like super horny for, for AOC. <laughs> um I, They're just I can't uh, be yeah, constantly like quote tweeting. Uh,
1: who? Anne Coulter? I can't be quote tweeting. She's like. No,
0: uh. <laughs> the uh, what about the 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 gun girl? Maybe the, oh, the yeah. one that shot herself.
1: Yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah,
0: you are like yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah quote tweet her and uh, be like. Um, fascism much, or or whatever. That's more of like a lib thing, isn't it? That's that's more of a. That's like a, prob- a Yeah, that's um, a problem
1: because it's a different mentality, um, a different sort of. Yeah, you know, you're not.
0: It's a- I suppose it's, yeah, because it's like those those sorts of grifters don't really exist on the left because they already exist in like it, within like the the like the liberal sphere. Like there's like yeah. like the Krasenstein brothers and. Uh, that, uh, what's that guy's name? Is it Sean King? The, the guy that like yeah. sets up all those like go for black lives matter. And then just, just takes the money. Like he sets up all these, like, yeah, all these, uh, go and charity things for, uh, yeah. Like, like black lives matter. And what was other There was another one that he, like, uh, but yeah. And then it's just like. He just closes them down and then uh, the money is just never seen again mysteriously. Like he'll raise like tens of thousands of dollars and then just run off with it. And people still keep giving him money. Um, yeah, like all of those those sorts of people kind of already exist as a I guess like a bizarro version of the right wing grift.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. They're you know, they're the people who are responsible for the bloomin' mess just as much. If anything, if not more, I'm getting on my high horse again.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, like we're kind of like South Park in that we can, we can make fun of both sides. Yeah, you know, like we, we actually think that uh, there's, there's stupid people on both sides. Okay. Yeah. So like actually like You're both caring about anything or believing anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Black lives matter. Yikes. That's pretty cringe, bro. You actually care about something. That's pretty. It's yeah. pretty gay. It's pretty, pretty gay to care. That's, that's sus. Caring about things. That's a female trait. That's sus. We need. We um, need that
1: Gen X nihilism. Yeah. That's what we need.
0: I feel like that's kind of the last thing we need. That's kind of what got us in this mess, <laughs> yeah, that's what, isn't it? Yeah, like that I, kind
1: of. I, I'm I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what it's, I mean is yeah, that that, Gen X that X generation nihilism. where they're
2: like
0: yeah.
1: into tool and you know,
0: oh god, things yeah. like. All of those great thinkers like Billy Corgan.
1: Yeah. Those sorts of people. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those uh
0: (laughs) Or the 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 guy from Blind Melon that had his photo taken with Donald Trump. Uh yeah, all of those all those dudes. Um Yeah. It's weird that how that that stuff is one hundred percent like cyclical. Like everyone was like You think about all those like hippie bands and stuff from like the sixties and the early seventies and how so many of them just went on to become like really awful, bitter money grubbing cunts, um, that were just obsessed with wealth and status and whatever, after all of the kind of, you know, the, the, the non-materialism of the sixties and all of that. And then it's just like, I mean, it happens, it happens with every generation. Like i mean like the eighties no one pretended that they weren't that you know there was no kind of there was no pretense of being like authentic in the eighties everybody just wanted money and coke but then yeah. in the nineties when it came back around it this kind of more like d i y kind of grunge type thing i mean like you know like as as we said, like so many of those guys ended up just becoming like right wing fucking mm-hmm. nut jobs it's like it's yeah it it just all it all comes around
1: it's kind of it's Kind of upset me uh, I recently discovered that um, Peter Green uh, Flute with Mac Former Flute with Mac guy Flute with a Mac um, Peter Green uh, His Les Paul Used to be owned by um, Gary Moore Who was in Bands like Finn Lizzy And then Recently Or maybe Maybe in the last decade or so it was bought by Kirk Hammett And that kind of It's like having like <laughs> Like the Mona Lisa's like now owned by like Coca Cola or something, and now and now is going to have a you know, a Coke can in her hand or something. Like, I, don't know, I saw man. A, I saw a video yeah, of I, Coke. I mean, I saw a video of him playing the guitar, and it's like, no, you're playing it wrong. I got a real guitar nerd. Like, <laughs>
0: you're playing it like you're like the you're playing it like the, it's the an Wojc- Ibanez meme. Yeah, like no,
1: you're playing it. You're playing it like you an Ibanez <laughs>
0: You can't shred on the Les Paul you can't and shred on like there. the other panel is just Yeah, the other Paul is Kirk Hammett just going like ha ha Les Paul go widdly diddly 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: It's like no, <laughs> what
1: are you doing? Stop it. You're not playing the blues. You can't, you
0: can't shred on them. You can't shred on the Les Paul or Rooney.
1: <laughs> I was like, man, I'm so I'm so outraged.
0: Metallica. As as a counterpoint to that, I was uh, I was in a a cab earlier this week, and the cab driver um, he had like it was his own music as opposed to like the radio station. It was on shuffle, and like the orchestral version of Battery by Metallica came on. It was like it's pretty badass. It's kind of weird that like actually it was not really that surprising that like Metallica fans were just sort of like the, the the second Metallica tried to do like anything different or like outside of their immediate wheelhouse. Metallica fans all just act like it's, you know, oh, it's bullshit, man. What, yeah. This is orchestra? This, what, orchestra? What's that? Is, is this gay? What are you... Why are you being gay, dude? Like, it's just, yeah. It, actually, this is pretty interesting. I, you got to kind of, you know, as is, uh, is, is up and down as their uh, public relations image maybe has been over the uh, over the decades, you, you kind of got to hand it to Metallica for, like, at least trying to do different stuff. Like, you know, they did the 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 orchestra album and they did that album with Lou Reed and you know they kind of in the nineties when they decided to cut their hair and start doing like you know different types of you know they they went from being a thrash metal band to like a, a slower heavier band and then they decided to do like a bunch of different stuff it was, and like I said a lot of their fans just didn't go with them on it but that didn't stop them kind of uh, yeah kind of cool but then on the flip side of that you got like Lars Ulrich who uh, just um you could not pay me to uh, listen to the guy talk about anything. I don't think I, I probably the person I'd least want to be like stuck in a lift with, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had someone to say, Oh, it's gone now. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh no. About the, the fury of, uh, Peter Green, uh, having his, his guitar said ruined th- by,
1: it was something else. Um, Oh someone I remember so when Saint Anger came out came out and uh as and I don't know, I was curious to what to listen to it. And it was almost yeah. like I should have been suspicious when I asked to borrow it for a friend at school and he's like take it, you could have it, it's free, just have it. It's like, <laughs> it's like Oh great, I've got a free album. I was like, Oh wait So they
0: something. just immediately ran away. <laughs> they they just threw it at you and ran off.
1: <laughs> no give these magazines it's like oh, yeah. but that's uh, at least again.
0: That's another thing where it's like you know they they decided to they did an album where they just decided like okay we're gonna make an album uh, with no guitar solo We're you know we're like probably the most famous heavy metal band of all time uh, and we're gonna do a whole album with no guitar solos yeah. and uh, the snare drum is gonna be. <laughs> The snare drum's going to be open on every song and it's going to sound like absolute shit, but we are committed to making, we're going to make an album that sounds like this. We're going to absolutely like, we're going to go all in. We're going to go pot committed on this awful sounding album. Yeah. um, With its, uh, you know, as as bad as it sounds, you've also got like the awful lyrics as well. You know, Fran, tick, 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 (laughs) tick,
1: tock. I I think I got it and it came with a, second disc where they sort of they're playing it in the studio
0: like yeah
1: i still have that somewhere oh my god
0: my lifestyle determines my death style (laughs) you know it's pretty deep it's like oh man
1: that's the one thing i don't have on my ipod is metallica it's like i'm amazed i i don't have any yeah, my, my-
0: I, I mean, those, those first four albums are fucking brilliant. I mean, uh, you know, they, they they hold up. when they, Back when they were still, you know, when they were still like a thrash band. Yeah. Um, I just remember while we're talking about Metallica, another weird thing I remember uh, reading about them is that um, when they play live, uh, Kirk Hammett doesn't have any pedals on the stage. He has a guy off stage that uh, like taps his pedals for him yeah. while he's playing guitar, um, it's, you know, points in the set, which is like... I can't get my head around that's such a weird thing. I just, just like how much effort does that actually take just to tap your foot on the fucking thing, you know, or like if you're if you're using like a like a wawa effect, you're like relying on someone else to move their foot exactly in sync with how you're playing. That seems insane to me. Why I mean, I guess if they're rich enough, uh, you know, why why not, but it's still just like I don't know, but who, who gives a fuck, aesthetically, like who gives a fuck if you've got like pedals on the stage? Like nobody cares.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I as a, as somebody who is kind of like, I, I'm in a minimalist, I'd like to have maybe one or two pedals, but I don't like to have like a big array mm. of pedals. Like some people I've seen live just like, mm. there's, there's too many pedals. I need to just have, you know channel switch pedal maybe a yeah wire pedal. Keep it clean. yeah and uh, yeah. and a tuning pedal maybe i mean what else do you really need uh maybe yeah. a reverb pedal delay or something I don't chorus chorus pedals all right i guess i mean
0: i like well i don't know like i like, like, you my, like uh,
1: the- pitch pedal i have got that's quite good got a couple of pitch pedals that was gonna be fun yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It was- those Ibanez heavy metal guys do like to just uh, kind of fall down a bit of a wormhole when it comes to putting on a bunch of effects that don't really seem to do anything. You know, it's like, I don't think it's, it's not that hard to get like a heavy metal sounding guitar, but like the amount of gear that some of those guys have to do it, it it makes it seem, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a status thing and it makes it seem a lot harder than it is. Yeah. Like they're the only ones that can do
2: it. Um.
0: Um, just going to take a a, a brief break in the action and uh, we'll be back with uh, the next bit
1: (laughs) all
0: right and we're back Uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, brief little interlude so we should probably get into the, the the cultural appropriation of it all shouldn't we okay Okay, uh, so Cultural Appropriation is the bit of the show where we uh, talk about things that we like, because uh, we spend a lot of the show talking about things that we don't like, um, so just a little bit of positivity and things that you might want to check out and enjoy. Um, so yeah, Lawrence, what do you what are you got this week?
1: Well, I'm going to stick with me the uh, Fleetwood Mac stuff, and I want to talk about uh, another ex-member of the band, uh, Danny Kerwin. I've talked about him before, but I don't think I've... Talked about his solo stuff. At least I hope I haven't. Because uh I really enjoy um he made only three albums since he left the band. And uh is he still with us? No, he, he died uh in twenty eighteen, unfortunately. Ah. Um all right r.i.p Danny Cohen. And uh but uh Bless up Bless Up Danny. He made two albums, uh, three albums. But they're not very widely available. But they are on YouTube. And uh, somebody has uploaded all three of them. It's like an hour 30 long. And uh, if you're interested and you want to check out... I mean, I would the first album he made, Second Chapter, or I think it got changed to uh, Ram Jam City for some people. But it's more or less the same songs, I think. It got re-released in 2000 as Ram Jam City. But it's the first album, Second Chapter. It's a pretty good record. Uh recommend that this week. Um, and not already a whole lot else for me to recommend, unfortunately. Just the one thing.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean we've sort of kept our streak going of uh yeah, uh Fleetwood Mac uh <laughs> chat, uh going uh, I don't know how many weeks in a row this is now, but uh, but yeah. There's no no other Bigfoot content you wanna you wanna recommend?
1: Uh uh, not uh, right now, unfortunately. There's not a, again, it's very, uh, very silent at the moment. whole Bigfoot thing. But, he's probably in isolation
0: because yeah. of, of the COVID.
1: I hope so. I hope he's uh, yeah, wearing a mask shielding. and washing his hands. And
0: That's what it is. No one can recognize him because he's wearing the mask. Exactly. It's genius. He could be anywhere.
1: <laughs> he's wearing like a mask with like, you know, a pair of, uh, I don't know. Camof- yeah, camouflage mask. He just blends in, can't see. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. He's got like it's it's like a the mask has like a big picture of like a mouth doing the soy face on it. He's just walking yeah. around. People think he's like one of the um what are those brothers that everybody hates? The the uh not Jedward the McElroy brothers. Oh Jed <laughs> no, not Jedward. The the McElroy brothers. Uh yeah. Yeah. It, everyone just thinks he's one of those guys. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to recommend? Oh, um, on the on the uh, the the Japanese animation tip. Mm. Uh, continuing from last week, I recommended a, the uh, Studio Ghibli movie uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, yeah. So on, on that uh, that Japanese animation uh, tip that, that, that began last week, I believe they call it Japanimation, Lawrence.
1: I thought they called um, it Hentai
0: it's uh <laughs> that's a different thing oh. hentai hentai can actually hentai can actually be western uh, so oh. to imply that it all comes from japan is actually very reductive nice. uh, 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 so oh. that's, that's really quite unhelpful okay. actually um for, oh, you to, for you to say that um <laughs> uh but uh, yeah I, I recommend a um another uh, japanese animated film uh, called paprika it's uh I think it's on Netflix. It's probably on one of the streaming services. I think you might be able to rent it on like Amazon or something. Um but it's yeah from um uh, sort of early mid 2000s. It's uh a it was a very big influence on uh Christopher Nolan um when he was making Inception apparently which if you watch it you can kind of see there's a lot because it, it all a lot of it takes place in dream sequences. It's all about a uh, a machine um that is used in therapy to by doctors to see their patients dreams Uh, and the therapist can enter the dream with them and stuff. So they can like analyze it in real time, but the technology falls into the wrong hands and someone starts uh, wreaking havoc in people's dreams. And the, the line between dreams and reality starts to blur and it's uh, yeah, very, very uh, weird and trippy in places and brilliantly animated. Um, And it's, I don't think there's an English dub of it. I mean, the version I saw was all subtitled. um, So you might have to, I'm sure someone out there has made a dub uh, of it. Um, but yeah, once again, the classic dubs versus subs debate rages on. Uh, but yeah, I saw the the sub subs version and it's very good. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you can sort of see where there's a little like visual cues and stuff from, uh, from inception. Uh, you know, there's like a, there's like a scene in a corridor that goes all, you know, there's a guy running down a corridor and then the corridor goes all fucked up, like in, like in the, in the movie. Um it's, yeah, it's uh, it's cool as hell. And, uh, yeah, it's called Paprika. Check that out. And my other recommendation will be uh, – it's a, a classic album, a uh, classic Air Bob album, but, you know, you've got to revisit the classics just so you don't forget how good they are. Um, I'm going to recommend Liquid Swords by Jizza the genius, from, uh, from Wu-Tang, um, part of that first wave of solo albums that all of the Wu-Tang members released after the – the first Wu Tang album Enter the 36 chambers. Um, and it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's produced by, by RZA. And there's lots of kind of, you can kind of tell he's in a, a more experimental mode. There's lots of kind of, some of the beats are kind of, uh, kind of wonky sounding and there's, there's some synth work on there. That's a bit weird and kind of like it was all done in one take, but that kind of adds to the charm of it. You know, there's sort of a bit of a, a bit of a kind of a lo-fi, um, uh vibe to some of the some of the tracks that sounds like it like i said it sounds like they they're literally like banging the album out in an afternoon um they're just trying to get everything done in in one take and it, it yeah kind of adds to the, the charm of it and jizz is you know probably uh, arguably i think he's sort of considered by most to be the best lyricist of the uh of, of the wu-tang um and so he's yeah just yeah real Really great storyteller, really smart rhymes. Um, pretty much all of the Wu-Tang Clan um, make guest appearances on there, uh, you know, one form or another. But uh, yeah, check that out. Liquid Swords from 1995, I believe. Um, it's all on all on Spotify and whatnot. So give that a listen, yeah, yeah punk.
1: I was going to make a joke recommendation. Uh, I recently found out that, uh, do you know who uh, Scarlet Moffat is?
0: Yes, from the the Google box. Yes.
1: She apparently has a podcast on the BBC Sounds called uh state um, <laughs> Scarlet Muffet Wants to Believe, where she talks about conspiracies with her boyfriend. Conspiracy theories. Wow. She talks about the moon landing and whether or not <laughs> the royal family are lizard people and things like this. As I was listening to it, as I was like, oh, wow. this is great. This is on BBC's at like as I i might joke a joke actually a joke (laughs) recommendation like sort of i was like actually this is kind of cool that this is uh it
0: genuinely sounds great yeah (laughs) because i i quite like scarlet moffat she i I think i saw some of her on like a celebrity bake-off or something um and she yeah she was pretty funny she's quite charming um so i I can imagine that a podcast of her trying to understand uh trying to understand Insane conspiracy theories would be pretty funny. I only
1: found out about it today because apparently um, Dara O'Brien and David Bedil were uh, uh, complaining about it, saying uh, this sort of thing shouldn't be on the BBC and blah, 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 blah.
0: It is weird that it's a BBC uh, (laughs) podcast. I mean, because that is like a, you know, you kind of, it it sort of crosses over into like a, (laughs) well, this is technically funded by the taxpayer, so that is... (laughs) Yeah, that is a bit weird. Um maybe take that one to Patreon, Scarlet. You know, there's plenty of people on there that would uh lap that shit up. Get a get a bit get a get a, get a Patreon going and um yeah, then you avoid I, that that whole level of controversy. I
1: listened to uh the moon landing one. It was quite enjoyable, but it was like at the same time it's like, come on. You know come on. <laughs>
0: That rules. That absolutely rules. Um, was, I think there's one about yeah.
1: Loch monster as well, and UFOs and stuff. But yeah, I was like,
0: uh, when are they going to get to Bigfoot? I That's that like, yeah,
1: because because that one's real, actually.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's actually it's yeah, it's not a theory. Yeah, because um, so it's real actually. It.
1: Uh, so yeah, um, I I if she does one about Bigfoot, then I will. Uh, I will definitely plug it and say.
0: You can. You should volunteer as yeah. like an expert come on. witness or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: That yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Scarlet Moffat. Scarlet wants to believe. Go listen on the BBC <laughs> Sounds app. It's great.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay, I'm. I'm just about out of stuff to talk about. Uh, I don't know about you.
1: Oh, I could keep going. You know.
0: Yeah, you never shut up.
1: I just, you know. I'm just very slow, and again, out of the words. I'm. I, I hope this podcast has helped me with my sort of anxiety I have with speaking and things.
0: Yeah, you're doing fine. Don't even trip. Actually, that uh, speaking of talking slowly, that'll be a. Uh, I'll make a third uh, recommendation for cultural appropriation. Um, I, I watched uh, the. The newest Jumanji movie, I think it's is it the the next level or something? Yeah, uh, came out towards the end of last year, and uh, I was surprised by just how much I laughed at it. I, I laughed pretty much all the way through because, like, like one of the main like things about it is that like this time, so the first movie is obviously a reboot of the the nineties movie with Robin Williams, where it's a board game and you know uh, the, the jungle comes out of the board game or whatever. Um, they rebooted the movie. A few years back and it's a video game where like kids get sucked into the video game and then you know the characters in the video game are played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan um and you know whatever that premise would have probably been that premise would have been hack if they'd made a sequel to Jumanji in the 90s you know it's like oh now it's a video game um but they did it pretty well there's some good stuff in that but the, the second one um like it's the kids get sucked into the video game again, but also one of the kids' uh, grandpas, who's played by Danny DeVito, and uh, his his friend, who's played by Danny Glover, gets sucked in uh, to the game. And it is there's something very funny about like uh, like two <laughs> two like old crotchety dudes uh, like just that don't understand the concept of a video game at all, um, having to like work their way through this new world and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's also, I mean, it works on a few levels because you've also got like, uh, Dwayne Johnson having to do a Danny DeVito impression <laughs> and Kevin Hart doing <laughs> a Danny Glover impression, which is very, very fun. Cause it's, I, sometimes Kevin Hart's shtick sch- can get a bit, um, get a bit old, you know, it's like, if, you know, if you, if you like watching Kevin Hart, like shout, then fine. Um, uh, but sometimes that can wear a little bit thin, but in this, in this movie, he is—he's doing like a Danny Glover impression. He's talking very slowly, and it's like he pisses off all the other characters because he never gets to the point and just talks incredibly slowly, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, but it, yeah, so uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Check that out. It, there's there's a lot of like I said, I, I was surprised by how much I laughed at it. There's there's some really funny stuff in there, mainly like I said, mainly because of Danny DeVito and Danny Glover, but uh, the, the the two Danni'es. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, check that out. Um, Um, Karen Gillan. Anything else?
1: Karen Gillan. She's uh, she's uh, she's uh, she's (laughs) okay, isn't she? She's all right. Mm. But sorry, yeah. Daisy Daisy might hear this and she'll be mad at me. Oh, yeah. You know, I was going
0: to say, yeah, you you, wandering astray from your yeah. Oh, sorry. it, it's a little, little premature for you to be thinking about side pieces. You know, you oh, got to, you got to yeah. secure the bag first. I, I, I and know. Then, uh,
2: I know.
0: <laughs> not to refer to Daisy Ridley as the bag, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, Karen Gillan is 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 funny in it. it. It's weird seeing her with an American accent because obviously she's Irish. It, it Kind of, it's, but she does a good job. Um, yeah. We got anything else?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: <clears throat> okay. My friend's so, starting to go. Uh, if you want to, if you, <laughs> we'll let you get some water in a second. Um, if you want to ask us a question or send us something nice, but only nice things, please don't send us anything bad because our fragile egos truly cannot take it. Um, email us at junior at gmail.com. Uh, any comments or questions there? Welcome like I said, as long as they're nice uh, and then uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at junior funners and we're also on the Facebook as well. We've got a Facebook page and it's uh, called junior funners and it's nice. Uh, and we, yeah, we post episode links and stuff there. Uh, to keep you updated. You can subscribe, you can write us a review if, if you want to do that. I think that helps us uh, get the brand out there. Question mark. We don't really know much about podcasting. We've sort of felt our way in the dark up to this point, up to, you know, nearly thirty episodes worth of content, but we don't really know much about how to do it. Um but yeah, yeah, if if you want yeah, if you want to hear more from us, do any of those things. Otherwise, uh bye.